Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Lindsay and Krista. We're happy you're here. Thanks for being our friends. Just waved at you on YouTube. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. You don't need to be 30 or anywhere near it to listen. We started this to support ourselves in our evolution and our journey in life. And over the years, it's really grown to be a support system for us and our community. And we're grateful that you chose us as your podcast of choice today. You are in for a treat. Yeah. And I think with this conversation and most of our conversations, I think the best way to approach is just like with an open mind and open heart and take what lands and leave what doesn't. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to get wild. You want to get woo woo. You want to get out there. We got you. We got you. Today, we're talking to Taylor Page of Angels and Amethyst. So we're going in on angels, connecting with our angels, communicating with angels, really honing our intuitive gifts. And I'm so glad, and I didn't know this going into the conversation, that she had just in the last handful of years gone through her Saturn return and it was like just so potent. And I feel like a lot of you out there are also going through your Saturn return, which is just an astrology's uh, way of describing this time when just a lot of stuff comes yes. up where you're meant to really reckon with what's not working and get pretty serious about it mm-hmm. and hopefully create a lot more joy and happiness in the wake. It's funny how after your Saturn return, you can laugh at it, but during you're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Like we were laughing with her of talking about her Saturn return because it was one of those things where she got sick and then she had to really start listening to her intuition kind of changed her whole life and started to do readings but it's like during it you're like what is going on it's like everything and i remember this very distinctly in my teen years where it's like this is permanent oh yeah this is forever you think when you're i i think about this all the time when i have children people always without kids are always like when i have kids but i'm going to expose them to so much more because when you're in high school you're like this is the world i know you have such a myopic view of your life and your existence. And it's like, no, no. I know. I wonder if that's like it. I guess it is partly brain developmental. Yeah, that's Uh too. To keep you safe. Maybe you can only understand or contextualize things around you. But yeah, so I met Taylor at Lacey's, Lacey Phillips of To Be Magnetic. So she was at her baby shower and she's been at a lot of her events and I got a reading and I am very particular as you all should be. Everyone should be very particular about who does their readings. And I was really blown away. I felt like it was completely accurate. I felt like it was really powerful. It was really positive and not in like a bypassy way, but that's what I really love about her is it feels very light. It feels playful. It feels fun. It feels very sovereign. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ever feel sticky or yucky or fearful. Yes. And I think that's a really important component of readers and people that do readings that they either remain neutral or keep it more light. Yeah, I've been talking to a lot of friends lately for some reason. It's just kind of come up where there is this curiosity about getting, quote, a reading of some sort, but there's that fear of the predictive nature and not all readings are like that. And actually, I find the most powerful ones are not and like really put the power back in your hands, so to speak. And that we talked a bit about that, about just the essence and the quality and the like energetic signature of, of an angel is not predictive. Yes. Yes. So we all have our angels and guides that are available to us, that are working with us and sending us messages that you can connect with. And in this interview with her, 
Um, we talk a lot about that. So she is an internationally recognized intuitive. She's worked with celebrities. She's an angel reader, spiritual teacher, and she's the owner of Angels and Amethyst, where she has angelic and birth chart readings, and she's completely self-taught. So it's incredible with this too, because so many of you I know want to tap into your intuition and your guides and really even want to make it a career. So we talked about how she made this passion her own full-time mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. She also went into just how her readings work and how each day she is really energetically setting herself up to be in connection with her angels, with her guides. And I thought it was so simple yet powerful. And I feel like it's one of those things you're going to listen to and be like, oh, I know how powerful that is when I do it. And so just creating that everyday ritual, I think is compounding over time, very powerful. Yeah, so we talked about her rock bottom, her Saturn return, which really was her spiritual awakening. We talked about her discovering of her gifts and how angel readings work. We talked about how she turned her beautiful angel reading into a full-time business and then how you can connect with your guides and angels. And then lastly, how to discern if it's a guide or angel or if it's something else that's coming in to give you a message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really interesting. It was interesting to hear both of your shared experiences of mm-hmm. having just entities mm-hmm. that you didn't know what they were. And I feel like a lot of people will relate. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I, yeah, I have something else. <laughs> I feel like I had something recently where I was in, when I was in Ibiza, mm-hmm. I was about to be abducted. Mm, fun. <gasps> Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> and I was like, no. And I called on my angels to protect me. And I'm like, no, I, I need to let myself be abducted. Mm, totally. So you can talk about it in an intro. Exactly. To the <laughs> so my ego can know that I've been abducted. <laughs> but I really was like, God, Krista, you've got to let yourself mm. be abducted. Because mm. it wasn't scary. I was just scared to be abducted. Yeah. Like a surrender moment. Yeah. Surrender your soul to the aliens <laughs> to let them do with you what they will. But it, it very much happened when I was... It was interesting. Was it a I, loving energy? Did you feel? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was with Jenna all week. And then the one night that I was... Mm-hmm. I had separated from her. I was away from her one night at Six Senses. And that was the one night it happened. And I was felt it happening. I was like, fuck, it's happening. It's happening. Here it is. It's happening. And then I felt the my soul leaving my body. Mm-hmm. And it was like almost gone. And I was like, no. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I called the angels back. And I, I called everybody. Oops. Oop. Angels. <laughs> pizza's ready. <laughs> no joke. Our daily harvest pizza's ready. Um, but I called, I had to call everybody. I called all my angels and all my guides. And the only thing that stopped it was Jesus Christ. Mm, I was like, as he does. I went through the whole thing. I was like, Jesus Christ, you got to help me. And Jesus helped. But I need to let myself. But that's why. Because it wasn't bad. I was just really scared. Yeah. Because I was scared I'll never come back. Huh. I know. Could be kind of nice. <laughs> and I was like, My body just rots. I was like, I'd miss you. But <laughs> I know, honestly. <laughs> if you're I'd be, happier, I'd be off to greener <laughs> pastures. <laughs> uh, we have alien episodes too. You can search Aliens Almost 30. We've talked a lot about yeah. that. Um, but we have tons of episodes on intuition and spirituality, connecting with yourself, connecting with your angels and guides. And we really like to explore a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff. It's really interesting. It's really fun. I think a lot of people have different perspectives and experiences that we've gone through. And all of those are welcome here at Almost 30. So it's never too woo-woo for us. Never, ever. So you can find Taylor Page on Instagram at angels underscore and underscore amethyst. And then her website is angels and amethyst. 
Com. She does readings. And then she also has a course that is available now. You can go to her Instagram um, and sign up for her course. It is all on dating mm-hmm. and leveraging your intuition and angelic connection in dating. Yes. And you can use code ALMOST30 and you'll get a discount. Yeah, I'm excited for y'all. I know y'all are in that season of dating. If you are not subscribed to Almost 30, please make sure you do so. So all of our new episodes, just hit that inbox and leave a review. If you're called to leave a five-star review, it means so much to Krista and I. We read every one of them and it just really helps support us get on incredible guests and just, yeah, spread the message that we're we're all in this together. Yeah. Truly. We love you all so much. Almost30.com for more information about Lindsay and I, for all of our partner codes, for blog posts. We write amazing blog posts, which expound upon some of the information we talk about in episodes. And then you can also find information about our membership, our community, which is so incredible and thriving, and then courses and programs if you're a podcaster. Yes. Thank you for listening. We love you all and we will see you on the other side. We'll see you soon. Bye. Major announcement from Almost 30. We are hosting Space Camp on January 28th. This is our favorite event of the year. Camp Almost 30 has gotten a little bit of a rebrand because we were feeling like, I think we're ready to really go there (laughs) with our community. So we are welcoming guests who we feel have really taken us to a whole other planet in our interviews and in our conversations with them. So guests like Brie Melanson, she is going to be doing a workshop on psychic development, find and tap into your gifts. She is a teacher and channel and one who has really been such a support and teacher for Chris and I throughout the years. We are welcoming Jordan Younger. So she is going to help us find our galactic Origins. She is the podcast host of the Balanced Blonde podcast. She's an author. She's a spiritual teacher. We're also welcoming Lee Harris, who recently was on the podcast in a two-part episode, and he is going to channel the Z's live for us. How special. He does not do this often, so we feel very, very, very lucky. And we will also be welcoming Sandra Walter. So she is going to be teaching on Ascension 101, the crystalline grid and higher realm support. She is so special. She's a light worker and teacher and has been on the podcast. And Krista and I are going to be sharing a very, very, very special experience, heavenly coated Reiki infused sound bath. And I'm excited for you all to join us. So this is happening on January 28th from 10 to 2 p.m. PST. Make sure you sign up. Space is limited, but it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. We're excited to welcome you. And this is the kickoff to membership opening. So membership is going to be open indefinitely now. So you can join membership for six months at a time and really, really focus uh, and support your growth. It is our favorite place to just come and be ourselves and really get super intimate with you all, more intimate than on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to join the membership, but head to almost30.com slash space dash camp. That's almost30.com slash space dash camp, space dash camp. (laughs) Say that 30 times. Almost30.com slash space dash camp to sign up for camp. Absolutely free. We will see you on January 28th. You know, what's interesting though is with doing a podcast and being recorded, 
you're talking and then you're hearing yourself and there's like a processing of hearing yourself that's yeah. happening. That's very interesting because, mm. yeah, it it affects you. Are you doing it right now? Yes. <laughs> I'm being affected currently. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we're so excited you're here. Guys, Taylor Page mm-hmm. of Angels and Amethyst is here. I met you through Lacey. Our dear friend Lacey of To Be Magnetic Expanded Podcast. And we were at her baby shower when yeah. I first met you. And you were sitting in the little corner and she was like, I have angel readings. You should get one. I'm like, perfect. I think everybody says this, but I always say it because I feel this way. I'm very particular about my readings. I'm very, I know right away. Like if, and sometimes I'm more into, I've always felt like I'm more intuitive than the people or also to the space that we're in. I feel like I sort of hear the same things because I'm doing it so much. So mm-hmm. it doesn't become interesting to me because I'm sort of so much in the space of medium psychics work, whatever, where they say things. I'm like, yeah, I've heard that before. And everything you said was just so true and so powerful. And I was like, wow, you are truly really gifted. I felt like it was spot on for everything in my life, but I did feel like what you brought through was so surprising. So I'm so grateful that I've had two readings by you, both at Lacey's events and you've done a workshop with our membership all on angels and intuition. And I'm excited to dig in more because I know our audience are people that are very curious about angels. They're very curious about their intuition. They're very curious about connecting further to their guides, to everyone that is supporting them on the other side. So we can have a juicy spiritual mm-hmm. conversation today. <laughs> I love that. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Yes. We're so excited. Before we jumped on, you started to talk about your Saturn return. Yeah. Um, we were like, wait, hold it, hold it. Let's <laughs> press record. As you know, that's that's how we started this podcast during that time. And um, I'm always so curious to learn more about people's Saturn returns and how it's brought them to the place they are now. So can we start around there? Yeah. So I started feeling like the hint of my Saturn return at 27. Saturn is such a slow moving planet that I feel like it's not the classic two and a half years that maybe everyone talks about, but it starts bleeding and creeping and whispering to you a little bit sooner. Um, So at 27, I just had this impulse to Mm -hmm. just sell everything in my studio and create a reading room area, which was like really crazy. I was like a mad woman, like meeting people in alleys to like sell my couch at night. (laughs) What could go wrong? (laughs) Um, So then like fast forward and I was already on this path, but then my like zenith of my Saturn return hit when I was 29. Um, I got a crazy case of iritis in my left eye. And I literally thought I was going to lose my eye. They're like, we've never seen anything like this. What is What is iritis? It's basically inflammation inside the eye. So wow. I had to be literally in an eye patch, like bedridden. I was like, hashtag Saturn return. Wow. Am I right? I yes. like broke up with my best friend. And on top of that, I had to leave the apartment that I had lived in for nine years. And I literally with my little Capricorn stellium would check every single day. I'd be like, my move out day is June 1st, right? And they're like, that's correct. And then they're like, just kidding. It's May, like like a month before. And I was like, no. And so I'm pretty sure that stress is also what like caused the iritis. Yes. But I basically just like wilted and mm. what just turned into a little heap of ashes on the floor. And so in that time, I was like bedridden for like six weeks. I had to get sick leave from my waitressing job. It was just so bad. 
And so in that time, of course, me being me, I was like, I'm going to write a book. I'm like, they can never stop me. (laughs) (laughs) That's like everyone. (laughs) That was when the pandemic first started. Yeah. (laughs) We were like, we're going to rent a house in Palm Springs and write our book. Exactly. (laughs) And we're like, nope. We got there and three days later, we're like, let's hit the road. (laughs) Literally internalized capitalism with a capital I. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I was like, yes, I'll be productive. Don't worry, machine. I'm still a cog. (laughs) Um, So I like wrote this book, which was a culmination of every lesson I've ever learned in love and dating. And I feel like I had such a fixation on this because I was like single my entire life until college. Like no guys liked me. I was asked out as a joke. And so I was like fascinated by like what it would be like to have a boyfriend and fascinated Mm. by what it would be like to date. And then by the time I wrote this book at 29, I had a lot of experience dating because I was so interested in it. But I went through this time period of being single for three and a half years, I think from 26 to 29 and a half before I met my now husband. Lindsay's like, hold my beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seven years, baby. Oh, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, literally. Let's talk about You're it. like, have you done seven? <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> and so, yeah, basically in that Saturn return, I wrote this book and... I like got back out into the dating world and used it to like meet my husband now. And it's been absolutely insane. And I feel like Saturn returns are just karmically, cosmically realigning us with exactly where we need to go. But in the moment, it is not fun. Yeah, it's like it's, it's a total upheaval of what needs to be looked at and whether it is discerning, whether it's not for you anymore, like a best friend breakup or just looked at more closely so you can better integrate it, understand it. It could be a total shit show. I'm so glad we're having this conversation and continue to have these conversations because I feel like people are finding themselves in this season and feeling so out of control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of our listeners are in their Saturn return or they're going through it. And we've had so many episodes about the Saturn return. So there's so much content that we can share with you about the transition. But what I think is interesting about yours is that call to do readings and to be more in touch with their intuition and and connect with angels because so many people are going through their Saturn return or these transitions and they're waking up to their intuition or their gifts. So how did you go through that process and how did you have the courage to do what you did? It was almost like an act of manic craziness. Like in the moment, you know, I was so scared to tell people what I was doing and to put it out there being like, Taylor's doing angel readings now? Like what? That's so confusing to the people who hadn't seen me in a long time. But I just felt like I had no other choice. It was so strange. But at the time, I was an actress and a comedy writer. And I just knew that I was telling myself the same stories over and over again of who I was, but it wasn't really me anymore. And it was like, death by a thousand paper cuts trying to keep going down that path. Like every day it was a rejection of what my higher self was telling me. Mm. And so finally, I just was literally minding my own business, doing something on my laptop. And again, I got that download that was like, sell your couch, sell your tables, Mm. sell everything. You don't need a lamp. What you need is some meditation cushions and a tapestry and the cards. And so I was like, okay, like, what do I have to lose, dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wow. know, like this path isn't moving forward. I'm not lit up. Like, let's do it. And so 
I had very supportive friends and family. My mom was very, very spiritual. My cousin gifted me this deck when I was like 17 or 18. And so I had some experience with cards and my readings were always so just, I don't know, they just felt so right and so plugged in and it lit me up so much when I did it, but I didn't. I mean, Instagram and everything back then wasn't even as big as it is now with the spiritual world. I didn't realize this could be my job. And so I basically just, my angels like shared with me steps by step what to do. And so it started out with my friends and I took a cabin trip up to Big Bear and I gave all of them readings in front of each other back to back. We put on the Game of Thrones soundtrack. We lit a fire. I gave all of them readings in front of each other. (laughs) And then from there, I said, go ahead, tell your friends, tell anyone. And I said, for a year, I'm doing free readings for as many people as I can. And I, I, it was the scariest moment, but I put on Facebook, I was like, I'm doing free angel readings for this year. And anybody who wants one, like come to me. And I said, you can tell your friends too. But since I was doing them in person at my house, I only did it off from friends of friends, you know? So I read for a year for as many people at got insane, like word spread and all these people were coming to me. And then I feel like it's no coincidence that the restaurant where I worked was also, everyone was randomly like so spiritual. They all came to me for readings. Like I loved all of my coworkers. Whenever we'd take 30 minute breaks together, I'd do their birth chart for them. And so it was just like so supportive. And I feel like if it wasn't that supportive, I don't know if I would be here today because it was already like fighting a mini battle with myself before every reading, being like, what if nothing comes through? What if they hate it? What if you don't lead them down the right path? And I realized like the reading itself was so awesome and the everything that led up to it was so exhausting. And so that's like the path of a reader and intuitive, I feel, is to heal that inner villain inside that just tries to scare you. But yeah, so that's that was the path. I just practiced and practiced until I felt confident charging $30 for 30 minutes. And then I did that for like another year. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. How did you first connect with your angels? So it's interesting, but I had a very messy relationship with my intuition when I was younger. I was terrified because I would see like ghosts at night. I would feel things. I had sleep paralysis when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I would see shadows around me. And so I was absolutely terrified. And I feel like so many intuitive people experience something similar. And it's almost this like special sauce ingredient to like stepping into your power is having to like go through that shadowy, scary moment to be like, no, I'm owning this part of myself. Like you don't get to control this anymore. And so I was very shut off for a really long time because of that early experience with it. And so when I was 25, I hit rock bottom and I basically was like, you know, seeing ghosts in my house, things were rattling. I was attracting just all this fearful Mm. kind of heavy energy to myself because that's what I was putting out. And um, basically I put a call out there to the universe. I was like, I need help, like someone help. Mm. And within the week, like three psychics found me, I swear. And so one of them was this lady named Gail and she came to my house and she was like- That's a perfect psychic name. I know, right? (laughs) Gail, take my money. I was like, Gail, I trust you. I'll open up my deep subconscious (laughs) to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she came over and she was like, okay, it's time to invite your angels back in. And I was like, 
Yes. And so she, at first I thought she was just going to come and clear the spirits out of my house. And I was like, okay, bye. That's all I need. But then she's like leading me through meditations and I was opening up and I saw that one of the spirits was my grandpa. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought my grandpa had like brown hair, but then it turned out he had black hair. And I actually saw that and all the photos of him were black and white and like all this cool stuff. And so, so basically she invited, she told me to invite my angels in and I started sobbing Mm -hmm. and I realized that it wasn't even me crying. It was like their tears almost threw me at being invited back in. And I realized that by shutting out all of those quote unquote scary bad things, I was also shutting out all the benevolent forces that are here to guide us and help us as well. And so that was the the reignition of my relationship with my angels. But then when I went back to my childhood room and did an angel reading in it for someone, my angels were like, we've been in here with you before. Like we've always been with you. You just haven't been with us. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think that's huge for people because I had a similar experience of shutting off my gifts, being very young because I was seeing things and I was feeling things and there was just, it was very dark and scary, you know, and you don't know what's going on. And it's actually very interesting about your left eye because I wore a patch when I was very little for a few years and I had like a weaker left eye. I had issues with my left eye. And Mm -hmm. I read this book and I'll never forget it, but I also did forget it. It (laughs) talks about the spirituality of your left eye. And there's actually like a spiritually intuitive connective piece from your third eye to your left eye. And it's like a place where gifts often are. And when the left eye has like an issue or problem or is weaker, that has to do with like a shutting off of your gifts. Wow. So I think when we think about that for people that can lead to that, but getting your confidence back and really reclaiming your power and your divinity and your sovereignty is very important. And I think what's interesting about that journey to reclaiming your power on this plane is that you acknowledge that what you saw and the darkness and the shadow is true but then you also are acknowledging the other side that the light and the beauty and the angelic presences are also true and that you're claiming your space in between those. And yeah. I think that's what part of it was interesting for me is like, I have to acknowledge both. Yeah, exactly. And I think a denial of one is just going to weaken you because they both exist. That duality exists. And oftentimes a lot of the shadow stuff is misunderstood and a lot of the light stuff is glorified. Mm. And so we have to run everything through the barometer of our heart space truly. And like our power lies in the shadow. There was a moment at the very end when, uh, not the very end, that's dramatic, but at the end of the time period before Gail came and helped me like Mm. wake up again, where there was this spirit of a really heavy man that would sit in my computer chair at night and it would creak and it would swivel every night. And it was like torturous to me. And then I heard this rattling in my coat closet. And finally I got up out of bed and I locked myself in the coat closet in the dark, like Sixth Sense style. <laughs> no your way. eyes roll in the back of your head. You're like, let's go, bitch. And you I, like start scaring them. You like flip the chair around. Exactly. I'm like, I, I literally said this. I said, the scariest thing in this apartment right now is me. <laughs> Damn. I, I swear. I was like so at my, my wits end. I was sleep deprived. I was waking up every night. Wow. I said, the scariest thing in here is me. And I let myself be in the darkness and I never experienced that again. (gasps) The rattling stopped. Everything stopped. I completely own my power. I just got chills. (laughs) Wow. You have to do that. When In my old apartment, 
there was an energy and I had to work with Shaman Durek. I was working with all these people. When we got the apartment, I was like blank. I was like, mm. I had no energy, no feeling. I was not excited. And then we were moving in and I was unwell. I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm unwell Chills. at this move-in. And I told Justin, I was like, hey, there's something up with our apartment. He's like, God, now we're moving. Now we got shit in our apartment. <laughs> and he's like so scared. He's like, God. You're like, you're going to have to piss in a glass, glass <laughs> we did. thing. That was container. one of the things. They were like, they were like, pee in a jar and throw it outside to mark your territory. So we did that. But wow. other things, uh, I remember uh, one night, it was like after we had done a bunch of things, I was sleeping and the fucking thing came up to me, walked to the side of the bed right next to me on the side of the bed. And I was like, no, bitch. And it was like, yes. just super big. I was like, no, this is exactly. my space. Completely went away. And it was like the night I got my power back with that. Mm. It's so powerful. I swear it's like a rite of passage yes. in some way to do this because we are physical beings on a physical plane. Yes. Do you know We how have dominion. Exactly. Yes. It takes like them so much energy to be like, <laughs> and we're literally out here not yeah. even thinking about moving my arms for people, moving. for people listening she just moved oh, her yeah. like little deck like an inch <laughs> yeah exactly it's like ooh you flickered a light like I can go jump on a trampoline without even thinking about <laughs> it <laughs> so I think that we have to like reform how we're looking at this and like for the listeners out there, a tip that really helps if you're scared and you think there's a ghost or something negative around you, just start laughing. I yes. swear. Start laughing. It, it like breaks the energy. Yeah, yes. it transmutes everything mm -hmm. to lightness. Like laughter is actually so holy. And I swear comedians are some of the most spiritual people because they transmute darkness to light. And you can so do that with laughter. Yeah, I was actually just writing something in a, a newsletter. And that's like something that I've been doing around like any time I've been preoccupied with anyone else's thoughts, mm -hmm. business, like opinions of me, whatever, is like trying to transmute it with a little bit of mm -hmm. laughter. Because like pulling yeah. up and out of it, like most things are not that serious, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like in the melodrama of our mind, they are. But yeah. Yeah, that's I I feel like that's so so powerful and when you said it's like a rite of passage, I feel like it's so simple and you did it in an instant mm -hmm. and it really didn't take that much to do it, yeah. but it changed everything. Yeah, and I think it's also such a metaphor for how the fear of something in our head is yes. so much greater than doing it. Exactly. Actually is. It's like I thought I was going to go in there and they were going to touch me and there would be <laughs> rattling and my eyes would roll back like Krista said. But then I went in there and they left. Mm -hmm. So it's like a confrontation of the shadow is mm -hmm. the most powerful way to embrace the light. Yeah. You said your grandfather was in in this space too. I guess yeah. what did you learn about why he was there or if people are feeling their ancestors or yeah. people that have passed recently. So the reason that my grandpa was in there, I think he was a little trapped in there because I had an ex-boyfriend in that actual apartment who was very toxic and abusive mm. in every way. And my grandpa, I swear, haunted him. I swear. Like we were in a fight and I was facing the, the fireplace with my arms crossed and he was laid on his stomach on the bed and he was like, hey, you just pulled my foot. I said, I didn't touch your foot. And that's what my grandpa did when he was alive. He'd like tug your ponytail, no. tug your foot. Like, so his papers would go missing. His laptop and stuff would be un, um, not charged because it was unplugged from the wall. Like he messed with him. And I knew in my soul it was my grandpa. And I was like, da, ha, ha, ha. Wow. <laughs> and so I think that- You're like, ghost activate. <laughs> exactly. I was like, ancestors. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think that it was kind of residual energy mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Wow. I love the point of, you said for people that are intuitive, if they have gifts, whether they want to do readings or not, or whether they just want to connect more deeply with their guides or ancestors, you talked about that inner villain, like being really the point that was keeping you from doing readings or connecting fully. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. And I think the inner villain really speaks to what Lindsay was saying about like bringing lightness to Mm -hmm. everything. You know, we're like out here in like a Dickens novel, like toiling away, Mm -hmm. but like life can really be so funny, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, with the inner villain, that's the concept where we take this voice of our ego, which I really believe is perfectly designed to be our biggest coach and teacher Mm -hmm. in this life. I think every part of us is perfectly designed. And I nicknamed it the inner villain because if you talk in like a Dr. Evil voice and say out loud what it's saying, it's just so ridiculous. But in (laughs) your head, you're like, yep, I am never going to find love. I am not worthy. I am alone. But if you're like, yeah, I'm not good enough. And like a Dr. <laughs> Evil voice, it's like hilarious, you know? Like the fire the missile voice. <laughs> yeah, fire the missile. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Starting your own business is a roller coaster. We know it. We've been through it. Uh, there's fear and excitement. There's overwhelm. You feel like you're, oh my God, I'm in over my head. But we have found that with the right tools from the get-go, you can juggle it all with confidence. So allow me to recommend a tool that we have used from the jump at Almost 30 and have helped us to organize, have helped us to streamline, have helped us to maintain really, really strong relationships with our partner. And that is HoneyBook. So They give you all the tools you need to manage inquiries, legal contracts, scheduling, payment, processing, and everything it takes to serve your clients. In our case, partners and guests. And it's just taken all of the stress and closed all of the tabs in our mind and really put it within HoneyBook. So if you are an entrepreneur and you are struggling to get jobs booked and confirmations sent and invoices sent and paid and all of the things, HoneyBook gets your business running smoothly so you have more time to focus on what you do best. So there's no more bouncing from system to system. You stay organized, focused, and moving forward within HoneyBook. Um, And plus, like you'll get paid faster, I promise you. Your clients will pay you faster. It will be so streamlined. You're going to win, win, win. So start your free trial at honeybook.com slash almost 30 and enjoy HoneyBook for $1 a month for the first six months with promo code almost 30. Do not miss this honeybook.com slash almost 30 and enjoy honeybook for $1 per month for the first six months with promo code almost 30. Excited for you. Try it out. I'm curious as you got to know your own intuition, what that feels like, the practices, what stuck for you as far as the everyday tending to? Because I feel like it's very specific for people, what works and what doesn't. But how did you find your practices to tend to your gifts? Yeah. So I think a daily meditation practice was something that I was so resistant to, but has been one of the most helpful. What I found is to find a routine that is flowy and fun and not 
militarized because mm-hmm. I feel like then it's not working and you're also not listening to what your intuition is asking. So for me, I find that with meditation, I love meditating for angel numbers, like setting the timer on my clock. Mm-hmm. I set the intention at the beginning of the meditation to connect with my angels. And I also have fun like holding different crystals and just, I don't know, making it fun and light mm-hmm. and cheerful. And if I want to do it outside, I do it outside. If I want to do it in my reading room, I do it in my reading room. But that's like a core principle as well as pulling a daily card pull for myself of what they want me to know for the day. That keeps me really connected. And also gratitude. I thank them when I wake up and I thank them when I go to sleep, mm-hmm. my angels. And I feel like that keeps us really connected as well. And other than that, one of the biggest spiritual practices is listening to what your body is saying Mm -hmm. because our bodies are our biggest divining tool. And I swear our angels send a lot of messages through our bodies because that's one of the main things that people can always tap into. So like, are you getting a headache around this Mm -hmm. person? Does your stomach drop when you hear something? Our bodies are always communicating to us as well. In Love One, they talk a lot about ringing of the ears. Mm. And they talk about the right side is a positively oriented signal from like a positively oriented group and ringing in the left ear is a negatively oriented signal Mm. from a negatively oriented group. So oftentimes the ringing in our ears is actually communication from angels Mm. or guides or the other side or something else. So often when I get in the left side, it's negatively oriented. I'm like, I do not consent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I do not consent. (laughs) And I also think it's the, I personally think with the ringing, it's like pay attention. Yeah. Like if there's something going on, you're like, where am I? What am I doing? Pay attention. But I think that's powerful about the body. With your angels, you know, you you mentioned that you finally invited them back, Mm -hmm. which is really beautiful. So it's finally giving them the permission to be back in your life. From what you perceive, were they still there? They just weren't active engaging with you? Or what exactly do you think happened when they were in the period between the invitation back? So I believe people's angels are always with them and every single person has angels, but it takes us actively raising our vibration to connect with them and to look for them um, because they vibrate so high at unconditional love that if we're kind of like cynical and bitter and not trusting, it's really hard to like authentically be like, I feel you angels, you know? And so I think for that chunk of time, I was so closed off and fearful and fear is literally the inverse frequency to angelic messages. And so I think they were probably like, here are signs, here are signs. And I was like, I don't see anything. (laughs) I'm not supported, you know? And so I think in that time they were very close with me, but I shut down every message and everything and was just in a very dark place in life. And I feel like this time period in your early 20s, when you're just out of college, is something that not a lot of people talk about, but it was like the darkest time period of my life. I was so lost. And that's when I really hit a low. And I actually listened to your podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is so cool and full circle. And I remember like so many amazing guests, so many nuggets, but like as much as I knew it to be true, I couldn't feel it for myself in that time. Like yeah. I would get triggered by like people who were happy and living their path. And I was like, oh yeah, that must be cool for them. But like, it really took me getting to a dark place to finally realize that I could also create a life like that, mm-hmm. you know? Very relatable. Yes. Very, very relatable. Very much so. Yeah, the early 20s, we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is that limbo period of like yeah. being fully supported in like a college sense or whatever you choose to do in your late teens, early, early 20s. But then when you're kind of like 
set free to figure things out, it is, it's so disorienting. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes just like you turn to numbing and ways in which you can fit in and be a part of what you think is either cool or acceptable. For me, it was like drinking too much, mm-hmm. but totally. I feel like seventh and eighth grade were the worst years of my life. Oh gosh, oh, I, relate I, relate that. That I, re- I relate to that. Middle school, I relate to that. I relate to that too. That's the club that I want to. start. I also think there's a yeah. hormonal thing that mm-hmm. really adds to, that, especially with oh, with yeah. girls. Yeah, yeah. I we're just know. getting horny. No, I'm just I kidding. Just, I'm like, like, but yeah, yes. but it's like um, yes. you're developing. There's kind of like different levels of development, yes. and then there's like the comparison, yes. and then there's kind of looking at boys or girls or whatever. And it's like, it's a weird it's thing. It's a weird. You become aware yeah. of the other more than ever. Yes. That's yeah. like your whole life. Yeah. It's, and just the the tribal mentality, whatever. It's, yes. It's, those Completely. were my worst years. But yeah, being in that dark place and and it really gives compassion for people that are in that phase. Hopefully they get out of it though when they're like, oh man, they're really succeeding. And they're feeling that envy and jealousy and it's, hopefully having the awakening point where you're like, dang, that's because I need to do what I need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to follow my path. So why angels? Why did you decide to go specific the angel route? Because a lot of people do, they connect with the other side and that's guides, family members, ascended masters, angels. Like why angels yeah. for you? Yeah. I think just to go off what you just said, <laughs> we wouldn't be triggered so hard by people succeeding if it wasn't a message for us that we had more to embody in our lives. And I think as far as why angels, they felt so safe after such a tough journey mm. with these intuitive gifts. I mean, I would get nightmares every night that would like come true. I was like, mom, grandpa is going to die. And she was like, don't even say that. And like two weeks later, he wow. like passed away. Or I was like, had a nightmare where my grandma like hugged me and then she like faded away and she like, I don't know if she died or she faded away. And then the next time I saw her, she had Alzheimer's and didn't know who I was. So it was kind of like, it was always very scary stuff. I was like dreading it. So I was already so wounded by all of these experiences that I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody about. And so to me, I was like, angels are pure love. They honor my free will. They aren't predictive. They aren't telling us like, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. They're saying, hey, let me help you co-create your path of highest good. And just everything about angels felt so in alignment Mm -hmm. with me. Just for people to kind of understand, what is the difference between an archangel, a regular angel, (laughs) a guide? Yeah. (laughs) So there's lots of different forms of angelic energy, just Mm -hmm. like with any type of energy form. Archangels, as I understand them, are angels that are tasked with helping humanity for different vibrations that they help people get to. With Mm -hmm. the collective, they help individuals as well, but they're really tasked to help humanity and they vibrate at very specific levels. Whereas guardian angels and angelic guides are attuned to our higher self. They've always been with us and they're helping us on our soul's journey. And I and readings mostly work with people's angelic guides. Beautiful. I wonder if that's too like a a Catholic. Because I wonder if, if mm-hmm. that relates back to religion, archangels as it well. Does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wonder, I think it's truth. You know, there's a lot of truth in that, but I wonder too if that's been... I wonder if like kind of just like God and yeah, like, like they were kind of then labeled as yes, this, yeah. where they yes. always exist. You know, what because I mean? it's like because what made me think of it is that the church makes everything a hierarchy. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like these yes. are arc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These yeah, ones yeah. are higher. Yeah. You know, these are yes. closer to God. Yes, 100%. Yeah. But what you said makes sense. 100% kind of like agree. almost tasked for humanity yes. as a yeah. whole. Like Gabriel. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Michael. Who Raziel. would you name? Metatron. Yeah. Jophiel. Camuel. Uriel is a very close mm-hmm. one with me. What does Uriel do again? Uriel is the archangel of enlightenment, basically. Cool. And I always call them they because I don't Mm -hmm. believe angels have genders. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are like, they have this sword and this scroll of answers and they just help us find the, shine the light on what we might have been missing. And they're just like, when I feel into Archangel Uriel's energy, it's so fiery in a cleansing way Mm -hmm. that feels so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Raziel. Yeah, there's Raziel. Zadkiel is an angelic archangel that I really love. They have this deep purple healing. I know how much you love deep purple. <laughs> we were, <laughs> we were talking, we were talking shit about purple. Right? <laughs> um, I feel like going to be the color of the year. This yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all about like healing and release. Mm-hmm. And they came to me so much while I was like in deep grieving last year. And so there's these different archangels, but I completely agree that there is no hierarchy. That's such a clear superimposing of human consciousness onto mm-hmm. something that we don't understand. Yeah. And it's like so human, you know? Yes. Yes. I think one thing you said about connecting with angels that's so important with the purity and just understanding them is that they honor your free will. Mm-hmm. And I think when we talk about how people can know that they're connecting with their angels or something that's interested in their sovereignty, free will is very important. So can you talk a little bit more about that? If someone's wanting to connect to angels or guides, how can they know that they are? Yeah. So the biggest way to tell that you're connecting with your angels is that their voice will never be fearful. So if you're running down the hill being like, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Remember how that thing happened, how bad that hurt you? This could happen again. It's like, they're always going to be in the now. They're always going to honor your free will. And it's always going to be loving. Even if it's difficult, it will be like, you can do this. Their voice is always in the second person. So if you're like, I got this, then you're probably speaking to yourself. But if it's like, you got this, Mm -hmm. like that is them speaking to you. If you don't hear things clairaudiently like that, pay attention to like warm sensations in the face and body. I feel them holding my hands. My face gets warm. I feel tingling on the top of my head sometimes when I connect with them or you just get hot when they come around sometimes. They will send you signs like angel numbers as well. To me, angel numbers all have different meanings like directly related to our subconscious and what message we need. But a common theme is if you're seeing a bunch of angel numbers, it's your angels being like, we're here, connect with us, you know, you're loved. And so, yeah, I think it will always be in the now. It will never be fearful. And the biggest way is that it's a loving message to know that it's from your angels. And anything less than that could be your own shadows, insecurities, fears, masquerading as premonitions and Mm -hmm. intuitive downloads. How do you discern when you're connecting with an angel or another entity. Yeah. How do you discern a demon? That? A demon? Maybe. <laughs> Is this an angel or a demon? <laughs> I think that it's that's why it's so important to set energetic laws and containers up top because mm-hmm. it's really hard in the moment to be like, wait, is this an angel or is it just a super loving guide? Is this a past loved one? So I set an energetic law around myself that only angels, I include beings of the highest good as well. But if you want to make sure that you're just connecting with angels, 
they do have a very specific feeling that when you practice more and more, you're like, yeah, that's my angels. I recognize their energy. But if you're a beginner, I would say out loud, only angels are allowed in my space. And if you're not an angelic being of the highest good here to help me connect with my path of highest good, then you're not welcome here. Mm -hmm. And just by asserting that power over there, beings of lower vibration, they'll go to someone who's scared and weak Mm -hmm. and afraid because they don't want to deal with someone who's in their power. Mm -hmm. Like the way you said that. With free will, just so we can get super clear for people, how could people understand how they honor your free will? Like what's an example of how beings of light honor your free will and beings that are not of light don't? So the readings are less predictive. It's less like, yep, you're going to get this job and then you're going to stay there for five years and then you're going to retire at this age. You know, Mm -hmm. it's more like, hey, beloved, like you can take this path, you can take that path, you could take this path, but no matter what, this is the frequency that will lead you to your highest good. Like explore, enjoy, Mm -hmm. be light. (laughs) Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like honoring you as a sovereign being and honoring Mm -hmm. your experience and honoring your power, Mm -hmm. you know, because we are so powerful. So something that is in support of you, even a friend, family member, therapist is never going to be like, you should do this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to honor that you have the power and you have the ability to make the right choices for mm-hmm. you. So I feel like that free will piece is so important, but it's interesting because sometimes you're like, come on. I know. <laughs> you know, you're like, tell me what to do. <laughs> I know. I know. Sometimes I'll ask and I'm like, Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, like trust. Got it. <laughs> you know, literally, they're like, what's my purpose? Enjoy life. You're like, what? <laughs> literally. I know. That's so how it is though. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's my purpose? It's like to learn how beautiful you are. Yes. That's your purpose in this yes. life. You know? And it also keeps you like really present. If they were, like you said, predictive, mm-hmm. it would be living so much in the future, exactly. right? Like, yes. so it's even just the trust piece keeps you yeah, right predictive here and now. readings, I've had a lot and I've had really accurate ones mm-hmm. and I've had really inaccurate ones. They kind of fuck you up. I agree. They they, have, yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really like, it can be well, really crazy. It, it, could, it could inform the yes, free will in 100%. a way that is not as grounded and yeah. in what you know. Yeah. yeah. And people come to me who are scarred by predictive readings. Mm-hmm. There are people who come to me that are so grateful that I'm not going to make predictions. But what I will do is say, hey, if you follow down this path, this is the likely outcome. You know, mm-hmm. they will say that. I'm like, if this keeps happening and you keep making these choices, I see it going this way, you know? Mm-hmm. But that always leaves room for making a new choice in each moment. Mm-hmm. How did you work with your angels when you were dating? Because I know yeah. we had this conversation before we hopped on and I want to dig in just to how you can work with them when you're wanting to meet someone, wanting to call someone into your life. Yeah. So basically using your intuition for finding love, I feel is like so underrated. I feel like for some reason we have this maybe as like women, this passive thing where we're just like, love will find me at the right time or something. But I like approached it as almost like an intuitive job. I was like, I will find, I like give myself a birthday reading each year. And that year my angels told me like, hey, if you apply yourself, like your soulmates around this year, I was like, you got it. And that's the year I met my husband. And so I totally believe that 
when we give ourselves love life readings, it's one of the most energetically like complex types of readings because not only is it honoring your free will, but also the other person's and not only your baggage and shadows around love, but theirs. And so there's like so much there. But I find like everyone in dating often override our intuition. We're like, get so heartbroken and hurt when it doesn't work out. When we were like, I saw the signs, like I saw yellow flowers and that meant that he liked me. You know what I mean? Our intuition is always right in dating, but we physical attraction can disguise itself as intuition so much that we override. It's like, you know, you got a little uncomfortable at something or there was a red flag or your body was telling you something, but we Mm -hmm. stuff it down because the attraction is so intoxicating. Every person that you date especially if you're using dating apps. I met my husband on Bumble and I think that it's such a portal for magic to enter your life if you set the intention for that. It's really just neutral, but it's like such an opportunity to feel into the energy of each person that you're swiping on and seeing how they feel and seeing what comes up for you. And this is kind of a moral gray zone. So I would set the intention to see how they feel in your life, like coming back to yourself, not like messages about strangers that aren't asking for that. But yeah, so I think there's such room for feeling in. But the hardest part about it in love life is actually listening. When you get every single time Mm -hmm. I pulled like the death card or something for somebody, Mm -hmm. I was like, this probably means death of the old relationship so I can enjoy this one. Like you Mm -hmm. just kind of spin the messages for what you want to hear. I always just like reverse it back. I'm like, well, just (laughs) reverse it. Like if I get a reverse, I'm like… Exactly. I'm like, I don't work with reversals. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm like, new motto, no reverse. Exactly. And so I think like in dating and love life, there is such a need to actually listen to what comes up. But mm-hmm. there's a balance there of like not robbing yourself of the lesson and experiences that you need to get to authentically vibrate with the lesson coming up. Sure. Yeah, it's so interesting where there's this like energy of wanting, needing, clutching, clinging, desperation of like just wanting be in a relationship. And I think that adds to that feeling that you get, that attraction, that like physical attraction or whatever type of like lusty attraction becomes what you've been kind of seeking in that desperation. Mm -hmm. But what your soul really seeks is what is true, is real. And that's kind of what you're saying as far as following your intuition and really tapping into that rather Mm -hmm. than just that like surface level. Yeah. And I feel like from a place of like just desperately wanting to be loved is Mm -hmm. a tough energy to intuitively connect and get accurate information anyway. So there's a whole energetic state to enter into this dating world with that will ensure better results, Mm -hmm. you know? When you were swiping, because I remember doing that towards the end where I could really, I I could, I didn't know I was doing it, but I was like reading people as I was swiping. And I would say yes to normally guys that I wouldn't in the past. And, but I was like, I just remember that the one time we did that, we were messaging the guy on that one app in Palm Springs. We've sent him like the knives or something. Remind me. I'll I'll tell you later. Oh, yeah. But we would have fun. Anyways. Yeah, we would have fun. We would fuck it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just remember doing that intuitively because I got to that place of using it as this neutral tool, which I think is so important. So yeah. how can people, just to like mm-hmm. peel back one on that neutral tool piece, how yeah. can people practice that when they're swiping? Yeah, so I think like any intuitive tool, our intentions are so important when using it. And I feel like with 
um, dating apps in particular, it's so easy to project our fantasy of who we want the person to be on t- superimpose it on who they really are. And then we see them in real life. We're like, oh, wait, you don't look like that. But we, it's so weird. Like I saw myself doing that when I was on the apps, like creating these yes. people instead of really looking at what was in front. And there is this certain level of brutal honesty and willingness to look at the reality to get the intuitive messages. So I think that if you're using dating apps and mixing it with your intuition, there is a sense of going into it, not needing anything because Mm -hmm. from that place, you can actually see what's in front of you. And that's so much easier said than done. And I totally understand that. But I think when you're really like happy in your own life and filling your own cup up, it's easier to do that. And from there, you just kind of sit with like their name, their face, their energy. And you can ask out loud, like angels, what do you want me to know about how this person would fit in my life romantically? And how do you feel? Do you hear anything? You can pull a card. You can really just give space to each Mm. one instead of maybe going fast and just going off of basic, like, no, don't like this, don't like that. Just like kind of sitting with the essence of this person might get you a deeper soul connection. I've been really excited to talk to you about this brand. I have been uh, trying it basically to share this with you as well because I don't want to talk about anything on here, Kristen. I never want to talk about anything that we haven't used ourselves and really use and love. So I'm excited to talk to you about Needed. So if you have had a baby or are pregnant or are thinking about getting pregnant, chances are you've looked into prenatal vitamins. Um, I have recently just started looking into what I should be supplementing with uh, before I think about getting pregnant. Um, And I found this brand. So Needed's brand new women's health plan, which I am doing, is a three-part plan designed to support optimal women's health before and beyond the perinatal stage. It includes three essential products, Needed's Women's Multi, women's omega-3 plus and stress support. And together, these products deliver targeted nutrient and herbal support for optimal hormonal balance, thyroid and metabolic health, um, a healthy stress response, focus and mood, a healthy immune response, as well as your energy, beauty, and overall vitality. It's my go-to recommendation lately for moms or soon-to-be moms or people who are thinking about getting pregnant. I am loving it. I use the collagen protein every single morning in my smoothie. There is no weird taste. It blends beautifully. Um, And I really love that this plan includes needed stress support. Again, it's it's adaptogenic and uh, the Nervine Botanical Blend balances and uplifts your mood because you can be going through a lot of hormonal changes. So this is super supported. So you can get started with Needed's Women's Health Plan. Uh, head to thisisneeded.com and use code ALMOST30 for 30% off. I did want to also mention that not only is it important that women take pre- prenatals uh, before, during, and after, but hello men. Men need prenatal nutritional support too. Uh, so Listen, it's Men's Health Awareness Month. And this month, our friends at Needed are raising awareness about men's role in the preconception period. Super important. Hello, men. If you're listening, I know you're out there, uh, or at least your significant other is here listening. So you can spread the word. Sperm contributes to 50% of a baby's DNA and male factors are responsible for roughly one third to one half of all instances of infertility and pregnancy loss. So this, this role that men have 
uh, and the quality of their sperm is just understated and super, super important. So Needed's Men Multi contains 23 optimally dosed vitamins and minerals like B12 for energy, active folate, vitamin C, vitamin E, uh, selenium, all the things. Uh, so check out the men's line. It also includes a pre and probiotic, omega-3. Um, I think you are going to love it. So let's do this together. Get started right now. This is needed.com. Again, use code almost 30 for 30% off. How major? This is needed.com. Use code almost 30 for 30% off. Did you know that the drugs we take to manage period cramps were invented in the 1950s and exclusively tested on men? <laughs> what? It's literally outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to periods. Daloon is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve our symptoms while actually supporting cycle health. Because our cycles affect every aspect of our wellness, period pain, mood, sleep, skin, metabolism, energy, and more. I, I don't know about you, but you know, some some months I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything has to stop, but it really can't because I'm experiencing you know, really bad cramps or headaches, fatigue, you, bloating, you name it. I've really tried a lot of things. And while I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my flow. So I was really excited to find Daloon and recommend it to a lot of my friends and they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really, really bad periods, cramps and just all these symptoms. And she was so happy uh, to try Daloon. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided. They don't last as long. They're not as intense and she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So Deloon Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. Deloon creates effective drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health. So you can get the relief you need naturally, which I'm all about, and start feeling like your best self. So if you want high potency, fast acting supplements for your period cramps, PMS, and really getting your cycle health in its prime top condition, like 92% of their customers report that relief, try Daloon. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If Deloon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I love that. You have to look at the reality to hear the messages. Mm-hmm. That is so mm. profound because it's so true. And I've never thought about it in that way and how social media or an app sort of prevents us from actually looking at a reality. So it's so hard for people to get messages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like so much of our community do have a hard time consistently staying connected to their intuition and how social and digital and all of that can really hurt that because you're often not looking at the reality. 
Yeah. And it goes back to how I locked myself in the closet with those scary presences. Like you have to be able to dive deep into the shadows and the shame and the ugly. And if you can't look at all of that in yourself, how can you see it in someone else? Mm -hmm. There needs to be this willingness, especially as people who are intuitives or readers, to look at everything almost clinically, Mm -hmm. just taking it for what it is instead of projecting a fantasy onto it or wishing it away. Mm -hmm. And that's truly what will be able to open you up to receive accurate information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, allowing any possibility to come up. So when you're working with people's angelic guides or their guides in readings, do you see what they look like? Like what is sort of the visual? Like do you get an energetic imprint? Do you find that they're culturally fitting the people who they're with? Like that they are, what are you sort of seeing oftentimes? Yeah. So I'm extremely clairsentient and very empathetic. That's my main clair. So I'll feel them. I'll be like, oh, they feel like funny or like trickstery or like Krista, in your case, I'll be like, they feel ancient and powerful and like they're not messing around. Yeah, badass. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, badass. She's like, they're Bayup energy. She's like, they're all like this. <laughs> but I've had people say that. They're like, they yeah. actually didn't let me get in anywhere. Yeah, but they, mm. but the funny thing about yours is I actually did see like a council, mm-hmm. like all sitting like in a line Twelve. and it was like mm. important for them to be like equal with each other, mm-hmm. like none in front of the other. They were all like in this equal line. But yeah, it's always different. Sometimes I see colors around people. Sometimes I like feel like freezing and I see like snow and I'm like, you have like snowy angels. Like, I don't know where you're from, but I'm cold. Like, it's just always different. And I've done thousands of readings and I've never met someone whose angels were the same. It's so cool. Yeah. Do you find that their energetics, and this is what I'm perceiving and what I've perceived over time, that the energetic signature, like the essence of the person is often exemplified in the angelic One million percent. They're the essence of our higher self. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's our angels are attuned to our higher self's frequency. And that's how they can give us messages for our highest good because that's where they operate. Yes. Yeah. And can we communicate or ask our angels to communicate with someone else's angels? Mm -hmm. Like how can we kind of create that conversation? This is something that I wished so many times in my life. I'm like, please like wake them up. I try try all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, again, that free will component comes in. We can say it. The angels can even relay it. They can send signs. But unless that person is in a place energetically where they are ready to receive, it means nothing. Yeah. The angels are like, I love them the way they are. (laughs) Why don't you? You should too. Yeah, they're like, why don't you mind your own business? (laughs) Exactly. But that that kind of stuff is so funny. It's like, because we all do it. Of course. We all do it. But it's such a funny concept. Because your angels are like, you've got enough on your plate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You've got enough to do. (laughs) Worry about you. (laughs) Yeah, worry about you. Bring bring it on back. Bring it on back. So what is actually happening in an angel reading? Like, how would you explain what is happening? Yeah. So basically, it's a time where you and I together are co-creating. I don't look at myself as the person who's just giving the reading. I look at the three pieces of the puzzle being me, you, and your angels. And it takes all of those energies for the magic to happen, if you will. And so it's important to come into a reading 
from an open place because if you're kind of blocked, if you don't believe in it, it's like, we'll still get you messages, but it takes so much work for me than if you were just more open, Mm -hmm. you know? So basically it's me connecting with you, you connecting with your angels and your angels connecting with me in this beautiful, holy moment where time stands still. Mm. And do people ask questions or are you kind of pulling in questions from their highest self or how how yeah. do you particularly work? In that so way? how I work is I don't want to say something that someone isn't ready to hear, even mm. though I'm sure their angels wouldn't send it through. There's a lot of like <laughs> ambiguous things mm-hmm. to this thought structure, but I like it to be so powerful to pe- for people to ask their questions. Mm. So I have them set an intention at the beginning of the session. And sometimes that's an invitation to get, and I don't hear their intention, but for example, one lady's questions were nothing about fertility, but that was her intention at the top of the reading. And I saw this baby girl floating around her. And so she was like, oh my gosh, that was my intention. But I think there is a certain thing with angels where they want to be asked the question to give Mm -hmm. the answer because that is how the free will component works. So in a session with me, I like you to come with clear questions that I can then zone in on and really focus on because uh, as an intuitive, it's so much information at once to sort through that it just helps me to like laser in on what will help you the most in Mm. this session. What is your post-session personal hygiene and what do you recommend for your clients as well? Mm. This is something that I need to constantly remind myself of because I have so much fire in my chart. And I'm like, well, that's over. Bye. Next thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, <She> like, <laughs> I'm like, bye. I've like left my candle on. And so after the session, I've basically created an energetic law with my angels that I take a picture of their cards. And as soon as I text that over, the session is done. So people ask me, they're like, well, I still get like, do you get messages for me still? It's like, no, because we've broken that cord that we so intentionally created at the beginning of the session. So as soon as I text it, it's done. I blow out my candle. I thank my angels and I go on my way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I feel like I should be doing more for spiritual hygiene, but that's just me. I'm I'm on to the next. No, I I like that. The law is good. The energetic law. Yeah. And then in your another lifetime, you're going to have to be like, I have to change that law. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're like, this was good for this lifetime. And I have to go back. Yeah. Um, Before I want to do a little reading for our community, there are people that maybe want to turn their gifts, their intuition, their readings, their tarot, their astrology into a business. So what advice would you give them? My advice is to practice, to just practice because that voice inside your head, especially if you have a strong witch wound or have been persecuted for this work in previous lifetimes, it's so loud. It's like, don't tell people what you know. Do not tell people what you know. And it just takes action Mm -hmm. to be like, shh, that goes back to that inner villain voice, you know, like, don't tell people what you know. It's like so funny, you know, but it seems so real when it's in your Mm -hmm. head. And so my advice to anyone out there who wants to make this a business is to create a mission statement for yourself that's from the highest good and release everything else to your angels or your guides or whoever you connect with because truly you'll be of service to the world how you're meant to be. And I never planned any of this for myself. But if you just set an intention, which mine was to connect as many people as possible to their angels, and I'm not connected up to what that looks like. If you find your intention and then make every choice from that place, there's no way you can go wrong. Mm. Hmm. Powerful. Shall we read? 
Yes, let's do yeah, it. And we were also talking before about the idea where you have to be gifted a deck. Oh, yeah. I actually think that's false because then you're not using your own intuition to connect to the energy of the deck. You're taking the deck's energy and intention that someone else has and using it. I agree. I think it's like such a form of witchy gatekeeping. Yeah, Being like, I'm a third generation witch with a gifted deck. It's like, okay, yes. cool. Well, yes. uh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think like when it comes to picking a deck, it's actually super important that you resonate with yes. it. You vibe with mm-hmm. it. I always tell my students to set an intention before you look for decks to be like, this is the deck that my angels will specifically use to communicate with mm-hmm. me. And then I, I recommend running your like left hand over all of the decks and seeing which one like feels right to you or which one the arch that calls to you it's like that's so much more powerful than just being gifted you know yes yeah totally all Um, right so we got what kind of deck so this is the wisdom of the hidden realms it's very Mm -hmm. frayed because I've been reading it with it for over a decade um but it's the wisdom of the hidden realms by Colette Baron Reed who I love Mm -hmm. and yeah so just as I was saying before this reading isn't all on me so if you both want to take some deep breaths focus on the light around you shake off everything from the day and if the listeners want to do the same Let's all set the intention that the message is for the highest good for this almost 30 community and all who come into contact with this episode will get the messages that they need in this moment. And let's hold that in our heart space. Okay, so I pulled the wise woman of Wonderland upside down. (laughs) And Mm. this is basically really interesting because what my angels are showing me is a deep excavation of the heart space. And it's really interesting because it feels like right now we're going through some time where some deep, deep wounding and things that we didn't want to look at, maybe even stuff from the past is like coming up to be examined. And it feels like it's going to be a little uncomfortable. And it feels like there's almost this chaotic element of life spinning in circles and feeling a little out of control. And it feels like that is all of the device to expose some deep, deep healing and shadows that needed to come out because there's some way that we aren't listening to our higher self or we aren't standing in our integrity or we're compromising who we are. And so our angels are showing me this bright star and it feels like there's this hope, this rebuilding, this coming back to looking up, looking to the sky, looking to your guides and remembering the big picture. And it feels like there's a deep, deep heart cleansing in this moment to help us get to a place with without a shadow of our a doubt, our heart is our GPS and our compass. And there's some clearing off of old wounds to help us really come back to our full light and power in this moment. Mm-hmm. Very true. Oh, yeah. I, I saw like a, what are those things in the hospital where they separate, separate the blood and the plasma? Oh, those like spinner things. Yeah. It's yeah. like that to kind of… I love wow. that. Yeah. yeah. I saw a top spinning, mm-hmm. but that's much better. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I like that. Wow. It's, yeah. That's interesting because yours is blood and then the one color and a top has the two colors too, right? Keep going. Don't does, <laughs> they split the blood from the… Pla- the blood's yeah, yeah, red, yeah, yeah, plasma's Yeah, no, totally. White. Totally. <laughs> 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 no, but I think don't that is so true. I want to 
want to see the vision. <laughs> I like need to see the vision. That's so true, though, thinking just about the heart being the GPS and just how, I mean, that is like more of the feminine if we're going to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our community is kind of dancing with that shift from being like so like, mm-hmm. yeah. like having to be in that masculine and building and doing and yeah. taking care of. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. like we've known all along. We just haven't allowed it or, or yeah. been in that receptive I, I just feel like everything that's coming through eclipse season, through mm. some chaos, through some feeling out of control is like, this isn't, nothing about this is fearful. Your angels want you to know that this cleansing is like empowering mm. and it's getting you ready to step into everything that's meant for you. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. This was so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate fun. it. So fun. Thank you. So for wait, tell us me. about the course you're doing. Yes. Yes. So I in the summer, sometime early August, I'm releasing the angelic love and dating uh workshop series, which is three parts. Week one is all about getting into the right energetic space to enter the dating world. Week two is all about dating and like energetic tips and tricks for that to stay in a place of power and autonomy throughout such a process. Like dating can be so disheartening and so difficult, Mm -hmm. but it truly is neutral. And then week three is all about divination with love life. So I'm super excited for all of that. And I would love to give your listeners a code as well. Yes. Yes. Almost 30. Of course. Yes. Almost 30, 30. you guys. Oh, they're going (laughs) to love this. This will be in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put in the show notes and and all of that. And then you can also find your Instagram, Angels and Amethyst is your Instagram, right? Yes. Angels and Amethyst is my Instagram. It's angels underscore and underscore Amethyst. There are about 20 people pretending to be me at all times. Oh, yeah. You always have I got my first one the other day. Oh, you did? I'll show you. It's called, their account is Bitcoin Sharon underscore. Oh my God. It's pictures of me and it's like hearts like, I love Bitcoin. And it's like, it's <laughs> dude, what is happening Bitcoin in Sharon? that? And I, it's called Bitcoin Sharon. And I kind of like it now. Like I kind of want to be friends. And so I, I sub- reported them to Instagram. Instagram's like, nope, sorry. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, we don't see anything wrong. The Bitcoin wrong. ones are, in, we get those comments sometimes. All the time. What? Yeah, that's because, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of wackety. Wild. Real whack. So wild. I was like, finally, everyone yeah. gets fakes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have this obligation on everything I go on now. I say it because so many people are like, I thought you were giving me a reading and it wasn't you. And I'm oh, like, wow. oh, no, this is a highly organized crime syndicate. There's a lot of fake yeah. people. Wow. I never DM you for a reading. I never DM you no one asking that you, for money. That you should want to get a reading with will ever DM you first. <laughs> no, at all. Period. Absolutely. I no agree. one. If anyone has ever DM me and says, I have a message, block. Block. Yeah. Even 100%. if I know them. <laughs> <laughs> block. You block. 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 I got a piece of your mail. Can I? <laughs> Literally. They're block. like, hey, I'm outside. Block. <laughs> I did have this person that I knew from a while ago text me and they're like, hey, I saw this da 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 this message. Block. Block. Nope, you yeah, didn't no. see that for me. Mm-hmm. It's so Weird. violating. That it's is like, violating. how dare you? I don't like how that. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, yeah that's sh- our solution. Block, block. <laughs> you should be in like a sacred, <laughs> a intentional yeah. moment. Free yeah. will. Yeah. Free I will. should choose. Yeah. It's so. not an angelic frequency mm-hmm. for people who are just popping into your life without your free will, mm-hmm. you know? 
A hundred percent. Yeah. This was so much fun. And then our members, our amazing community members got a workshop with you, which was a blast. Yes. Got so to connect fun. with you and our angels in community, which was amazing. So thank you so much for coming. Angels underscore and underscore amethyst. And yes. then we're excited to share that program mm-hmm. as well. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So much fun. Amazing. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Love you. Thank you so much, Taylor Page of Angels and Amethyst for a beautiful conversation and interview. Again, you can find her on Instagram at angels underscore and underscore amethyst. And thank you to our incredible sponsors for this episode, bringing you brands we love and we use ourselves. We consider ourselves master vetters. For all discount information, you can go to our show notes or almost30.com. We have information on our membership, which is just... Kind of that next step with Krista and I, where we really get to be super intimate with you every single month and workshops and live hangs and creating content just for you. Yeah. We also did a little zhuzh to the website. Yes. So you can check out our new updated zhuzhed website. It looks so beautiful. And then we're on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube to watch us on video, watch all of our amazing guests on Instagram, Almost 30 Podcasts. We're also zhuzhing up the Instagram. We're also on TikTok. TikTok is happening. We're on TikTok. It's not us posting, but we're on TikTok. (laughs) So we'll see you on there. We'll see you on the next one. We love you. Bye.